Red Podcast. The Red Podcast, the marketing podcast for experts. I'm David Hooper. This podcast, it's about how to market yourself as an expert. That could be via podcasting, what I'm doing right now. It could be via books, live events. However you do it, I'm not going to judge you. What I will do is give you some strategies that will work with whatever method that you use. On this episode, I'm talking about exclusivity. This is something I've been thinking a lot about because I did a panel at an event called Rockin' Pod about three weeks ago. It was an event in Nashville. On that panel, I was interviewing three MTV VJs, Mark Goodman, one of the original five VJs, Ricky Rackman from Headbangers Ball, and also Matt Penfield. 120 minutes was what he was best known for on MTV. One of the things that came up was back in the day when MTV played music, when they were first starting, they would often have exclusive videos, meaning that a new album would come out, a new song, new artist. They would sign an exclusive deal with MTV for this content. Only MTV can play it. And the reason that they did that was because there were other music video shows, not networks, but shows that had a bigger reach. MTV was cable only. You had to subscribe to it. One of the big competitors Friday Night Videos. It was a two-hour show on NBC. It would come on maybe, I don't know, 11, maybe midnight on a Friday, and they would play two hours of videos. It had a much bigger reach than MTV, a much more focused reach because everybody was watching it for two hours. It was broadcast. We all had access to it. MTV, like I said, you had to pay for it. And MTV, 24 hours a day, people might see your stuff or they might not. To compete with Friday night videos, one of the things that MTV started doing was having exclusive videos, videos that only they could play. They would sign that deal with the record company. And it seemed like a cool deal. One, it's MTV. A lot of people did have it. They could make it an event. Hey, we've got exclusive content. You're going to want to see this and you're going to have to see it here because that's the only place you can see it. It made MTV seem bigger. It made the artists seem pretty cool because they were able to do exclusive videos. But the thing that it did was it limited the audience. You lost a lot of people that didn't have cable, and it's hard to believe, but a lot of people did not. Cable came along in the late 70s, had to wire up all these houses, millions of houses. It took a few years for that to happen. Fast forward to today, we're still talking about this stuff. We've got exclusive deals with Spotify. We've got exclusive deals with satellite radio. We've got exclusive deals with Amazon Book Publishing, where they will publish your book, but Amazon is the only place that you can get it. Audible has exclusive deals. That's the topic of this episode. Is exclusivity right for you? Joe Rogan, he signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. Was that deal worth it? May of 2020, he signed a $100 million licensing deal that gave the platform exclusive access to his podcast. People went crazy. Everybody was talking about it. Stock prices jumped up to around $4 billion within a day of the announcement. And on paper, everything looks great. Here's what's happening now, though. It's been about a year since he went completely exclusive, and he has lost influence. Spotify has not given out the listenership numbers for his podcast. But what people have done is they've looked at Twitter followers, pre-Spotify, Joe Rogan's guest averaged about 4,000 followers after an appearance on his show. Since going exclusive, 
that number has dropped by half. About 2,000 followers those guys are getting. Google Trends. In 2020, Rogan maintained steady interest in regular spikes. Since going exclusive, his baseline interest has dropped and he's only spiked two times. Baseline interest meaning every day are people searching for him. Yeah, they are, but not as much as they were. YouTube subscribers, pre-Spotify, he averaged 265 new YouTube subscribers per month. Since going exclusive, about 100,000 new subscribers a month. He's still growing. People are still talking about him, but he's not growing as fast. Was it worth it? I don't know. Got $100 million. Sometimes that cash up front is very, very nice. We saw this with Howard Stern on Sirius. Howard Stern was so big on broadcast radio. When he left to go to Sirius Radio, satellite radio, the broadcast companies split the country in half. They had East Coast and West Coast shows. You might remember David Lee Roth from Van Halen getting into radio. He was one of those guys. And the reason they split the country up is because they didn't want somebody to have as much power as Howard Stern had. He had extreme negotiating power, and that was a lot of power for just one person. They said, no, 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 we don't want this. We don't want this to ever happen again. We don't want to be beholden just to one man. We want to have options. So if the East Coast guy flips on us, we can make the West Coast guy national. West Coast guy flips, make the East Coast guy national. The Howard Stern deal is probably closest to the Joe Rogan deal. A lot of people are comparing the two. Spotify, like Sirius Radio, it is a subscription service. You have to pay for it. You lose a direct relationship with your subscribers when you have to go through that middleman. Because of the Joe Rogan deal, Spotify's recurring revenue likely increased, but his own, you know, he got that payout on the front. It's a good payout, but was it as much as it could have been had he stayed independent? Both of these guys, Howard Stern and Joe Rogan, they're serving fewer people now. Not as many people have access to Spotify as they would an RSS feed that doesn't cost anything, as they would YouTube that doesn't cost anything. There's some other ones to watch out for. Alex Cooper, call her daddy. Also, Dak Shepard of Armchair Quarterback. They have both signed exclusive deals with Spotify. Is it worth it? Time will tell. I know Alan Jackson country music star, and also a very successful songwriter, wrote all his own stuff or co-wrote his own stuff. We used to have a saying in the music business, they say, never sell your publishing, meaning the intellectual property, the copyright on the song, the underlying composition, never ever sell that. Because when you get played on radio, when you get played in a movie, you are making money off of those performances. Never sell your publishing. That's what they tell you. Alan Jackson sold his publishing, had a hundred million reasons to do it. Let's just say it that way. (laughs) Publishing, like celebrity, like a podcast, like a radio show, comes and goes. Sometimes you're hot, sometimes you are not. If you've got a hit song that is worth a lot now, might not be worth something in the future. Maybe you've got an evergreen song, something like Jack and Diane. Evergreen so far talking 30 years of hearing Jack and Diane on the radio, it has played more now than it was when it was a hit. That can be a lot of money over a long period of time. I got a buddy of mine, Buzz Kaysen, wrote a song called Everlasting Love. He cut it first. 
These other guys cut it. A band called U2 cut it. Gloria Stefan cut it. It has been a hit every decade since he wrote it in the 60s. That's a good song. That's an evergreen song. So there can be new life to an old song. There could be new life and new interest in something like Joe Rogan. I don't know. I wondered about this myself. Joe Rogan is actually coming through town this week. He's opening up for Dave Chappelle at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. There is a mask mandate. You must be vaccinated. You must be wearing a mask to get into this venue. And it says, at the request of artist. Now, Joe Rogan has made a big deal of no vaccine passports. And I would argue that he's given a lot of misinformation, maybe even disinformation when it comes to COVID-19. Well, he's flipped on that. People change. Is he losing that audience? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's gaining another audience. These are the ups and downs, but it's something to consider when you go exclusive because you're not going to have as big an audience. Maybe some people will follow you, but you've got to ask yourself, do they really believe in you enough to pay for something? Do they believe in you enough to download special software? My book, Big Podcast, there's an audiobook version that is exclusive to Audible. The reason that it is exclusive is because I am driving most of the sales to that product. The reason that I don't think it affects me is that most podcasters are familiar with Audible. Audible was a big player in the podcast advertising game very early on. So somebody's listening to a podcast and definitely somebody who's podcasting is going to have that app on their phone. They're going to be able to access my book. It is also exclusive because I'm making twice the money per sale from having done that deal. That's the issue that you face. Amazon has the same thing with Kindle books. They want all the ebooks. They do not want you going anywhere else to buy an ebook. Twice the money. That's what you get when you go exclusive with an Amazon Kindle book. Is it a bigger audience? No. Is it a pretty big audience? Yes. So consider those things. Can you get the money up front? Is there more money? Is your audience there? Is your audience going to put up with your request and all the hoops that they have to jump through to get that content? You can't assume that they will. Some of them will, but you are going to lose some people. So it is something to consider. I would love to know your thoughts on it. Reach out to me, redpodcast.com is where to find me. If you want all the podcasts that I do, I've got a sister podcast that's just for podcasters. So if you want to spread your message via a podcast, let me give you one URL to go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. On that page, you will find Red Podcast, this podcast. You will find Build a Big Podcast. You will find the other things that I've got for you to listen to, to grow your audience, to get more people to your shows, more people to your podcast, make people care about your message, have a message that people want to hear, and how to get people to spread that message. Non-exclusive. However you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you want an old-fashioned RSS feed? I've got it there for you. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening to Red. I'll see you on the next episode.